Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Yes, I am. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, everybody out there in listener land. Trevor, do you want to tell the fine folks at home what this podcast is and what we're going to do? We're a comedy game design podcast who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I did, yeah, and- well, <laughs> I guess I covered that bit. <laughs> and tonight we're going to play some click pitch. Mm-hmm. We each have a random word generator in front of us. On the count of three, two, one click, we are going to click refresh, get some new words, throw them at each other, come Catch up with them, a game idea. Hopefully. Try not to get hit in the face with this next word, Trevor. When it doesn't work, then we throw it away again. Yeah, do it again. We, we improv stuff in between badly. <laughs> Sometimes it's good. Like last well, week. Last week was pretty awesome. All right. Let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Cow. Spite. Spite. Ooh, spiteful cow. Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking that this cow has, like, some brain- uh, Some extraordinary brain power and has realized <laughs> what beef is. What beef- Oh, oh I was going to go something around milk. I feel like there are some good gameplay- kind of directions we could go with with milking cows and okay. the cow the cow is yeah the cow is is spiteful because he had taken the milk that you know she made that milk for her babies give me that milk back farmer john uh, <laughs> no i don't know my mind went to kind of an overcooked style ish thing you know on a farm where you're having to to kind of, um, you know, spin plates in a way to keep to keep things going. Maybe multiplayer stuff. One of the things is milking a cow, but don't stand behind the cow because she's spiteful and she'll kick you across the map. Yeah, for some reason, I'm getting in my in my brain like it's related to like the Meet the Fockers franchise. <laughs> okay, I've got nipples, Trevor. Can you Can milk you me? Milk me? Yep. Um, I'm just thinking that, that that kept on coming into my head, and I'm just I'm just thinking how you could have lots of slapstick sort of stuff going on, like as you as you play Greg Fokker trying to trying to show to you know Robert De Niro how <laughs> to milk things, just how well he does milk milk the cow, milk the goat, milk <laughs> you know whatever whatever else there is out there. I'm thinking you know early early sort of missions. There's just you've got to. Go out and get you know one pail of milk for for the team. All right. Well, here, here, here's something. Here, let, let's let's put the the Fokker franchise on the back burner for a second, <sighs> and maybe not. Well, I just I don't necessarily want to make it the entire sort of driving <laughs> IP behind the game because I feel like when it comes to actual farming and, and milking cows, there's limited <laughs> there's limited ammo there. But I, I kind of like the idea of some sort of multiplayer. Farm game, like a bit of Stardew Valley-ish sort of thing, but but like running a farm with your friends. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and yeah, having to do those different tasks and c- communicate so that the things around the farm get done, um, so you can have a successful farm and sell things in town. And yeah, so I don't is know. It sort of like, is it sort of like a? Um, are you thinking it's like a Facebook sort of game that you know you actually log into your PC and you. 
you and your friends are running a farm together, so it's something that you go in every day just to just to get your chores done. Well, sort of funny thing. you mentioned Facebook because I was kind of thinking this is what Farmville should have been, but I'm thinking full 3D, kind of along the lines of those like. I mean, you've got farming simulator, right? And yep. that's mostly around the farming equipment and like wheat and and harvesting and stuff. I'm thinking this is more around like animal farming because that's what most people think of really when you think of, you know, like old McDonald's style. <laughs> you, uh, you, you said animal farm and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, that so might be another Easter control. egg. We'll <laughs> drop some Easter eggs in there, right? If you're in the right place at the right time, you'll see your pigs sneak into the house and, like, have a meal and plot the downfall, you know, of of the serfs out there in the in the, in the the yard. Uh, no, but I'm thinking, I don't know. Um, I, I just feel like it could be an interesting kind of management slash, like, a multiplayer management game with, yeah, a bit of, like, Animal Crossing slash um, Stardew Valley sort of thing where, yeah, you kind of, it's your chill game. You've got a bunch of tasks to do and you can, as you do them, you kind of expand the different things you can do. Maybe, maybe go fishing, maybe feed the pigs, maybe, um, kill someone and feed the dead body to the pigs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm imagining it's sort of like, oh, it's Monday. I've got to go mow the lawn. Yeah. And then, exactly. You, know, you go do that and, and it's like your, and your you, friend's you- gone and. Uh, weeded, weeded the garden and then someone else has gone to the shops to, to pick up like the- That's it. So like, you feed. might not necessarily, and you, you know, you, you, you probably won't actually be in there at the same time, but you're, you're all tending to this farm and there is some communication needed, uh, of, of who has the responsibility for what, right? You don't want to both yeah. go to the farm, go to the shops and then find out you've got too much bread. Uh, yeah. or cattle oh, feed or whatever. I'm sort of imagining that, like, there's a list, and when you when you first log into the game, you get shown up the list for what's actually due today and what what sort of needs to be done for pre- preparation for tomorrow, or what are, yeah. what are the other sort of chores, and then you can sort of mark your name against something that you're going to get it done that day. And if you get if you get yeah, your I name think, marked against, I think it, then giving people the tools to communicate the- in that way, yeah. sure. But I do want to give them the opportunity to piss each other off <laughs> because they, like, forgot to mark off the to-do list. And so, you know, when when Jeremiah logged in, he's like, oh, i got to feed the pigs. And then the next day the pigs are sick and, and fucking uh, Frankie came on and she's like, I fed, I fed the pigs. And Jeremiah's like, well, you didn't fucking mark it off the to-do list. Now we've got sick pigs. What the hell? I can't run this farm with you. I'm going to start. Well, you shouldn't have fed them bacon, (laughs) but they like (laughs) bacon. Everyone they're turning green because they like it so much. (laughs) No, but you know what I'm getting at. Like some of that kind of yeah, I I I I love the idea of. There's a bit of Minecraft in there too because, and I didn't do this a lot, but I know people who are big on Minecraft. You know, they'd run a server and you might you might join this server and just find, oh, my buddy's been in here and built this huge castle or whatever. And so, there's sort of an element of that of like, all right, let's log in and see the farm. What's going on? Oh, that's nice. Frankie- Someone mowed know, a dick into the lawn. Mowed the lawn. Yeah, Frankie <laughs> mowed a dick in the lawn. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> it's important they say that. <laughs> Three ball hairs. Uh, all right. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, three I don't know. Click. I, uh, yeah, three to one click. I feel like there's some good stuff there, but let's no, move good. on. Victory portraying. Oh, portraying victory. Oh, okay. Immediately went to uh, like a sports game, like some sort of Olympics or, or, or track and field stuff. But you play a photographer, and you have to like capture the moments. Ooh, like it's actually a photography game, like a Pokemon Ooh, Snap. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> Um, uh, what, what I like about that is, you know, you, you're looking for, for getting the, the moments of, you know, everything else at the big game. So yes, you want to get the, the big touchdown moment. You want to get the, um, you want to get the cheerleaders. You want to get someone in the crowd, you know, being on the kiss cam sort of thing. Yeah. I'm thinking American sports, obviously. Well, that, yeah. Well, I think you'd have a variety of things. So uh, I'm kind of, do you remember the, uh, the wedding photographer game we did? Mm -hmm. That one was, that one was mostly on rails and, and I think in VR. I don't know if we necessarily do this one in VR because I'm picturing more of an open world situation. Uh, but a similar sort of thing where there's a bunch of stuff going on at once and you, you, there are only a limited amount of things you can capture. And basically, I think I feel like the designers of each level in a in a sort of a hitman esque way mm-hmm. <laughs> would put all these moments throughout the level, and there's no way you can hit them all. But it means that that the area is kind of rich with things happening for you to capture. Yeah, I think a lot of it would be happening up in the actual up in the stands. Yeah, well, again, I I feel like you do different sports events, right? So yeah, you might have American football. Uh, or, or or a baseball game or whatever. And so, you know, in general, unless you do something, and maybe there are other interactions you can do as well, but unless you do something, the game's going to play out the same way. So, like, you know, in the third inning, uh, you know, there's going to be a great foul ball catch by someone in the crowd on in this bleacher. Um, and so you'll get X amount of points if you, if you capture that well. You know, in focus, framed well, at the right moment. Mm-hmm. But- you know, maybe you can affect that in some way. Maybe there's something you can do where that's not going to happen. Uh, and so that gives you sort of some different events and it gives you a bit of replayability as well. Um, so you're not just purely a passive observer. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I'm just thinking what else you could actually do with that. Um, I, I'm, I'm picturing that sort of, sort of in the, in the world of Snapchat and filters and all this sort of stuff. It's, you've got to go more for, uh, taking photos in in action poses and you know good framing and and that sort of stuff yeah, rather than relying yeah. on on the filters. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think there's an aspect of using your camera well. And again, this is somewhat similar to that wedding one we did, but I, I like the idea of it being a bit more open, maybe less focused, less around the physicality of the camera like that one was, and more just around the framing and and being in the right position. To, to get the shot um, and, and then, yeah, a bit more of like affecting affecting the world around you and a series of levels then. So it's like a baseball game, uh, you know, a, a little league. Well, that's baseball as well, but like a, a, a junior junior American football or something or, or we just do Australia and go to a footy game. Or the most boring one of all, cricket, where yeah, you're there for you, five days. You're there, it's a, that's the like <laughs> marathon mode. <laughs> and then it's you like, got the Formula One Grand Prix where you're wanting to really get all the crashes. Um, oh, yeah. But you can, like, if you're trying, yeah, to, get you the, you're trying to get the best them. shot and you accidentally walk onto the track. And- <laughs> you orchestrate one of them by putting pouring down some oil. And- oh, oh, see there. That's where you really, like, cross over with the Hitman thing. It's like, now you're not 
you're not the passive observer. Now you're trying to create dramatic shots. That could yes, bring in an interesting it's element. It's the whole Nightcrawler. I have not seen version. it. Yet I have heard it's good. Yes. It is very good. But yeah, I do like that idea of <laughs> it's almost moral decisions, right? Like yep. at different points you know, when things happen, you can intervene or not. And and that will, you know, in certain cases, those paths will lead, you, you know, you can tell they're going to lead to a more dramatic thing happening that you're going to be able to get the shot of. But it's actually worse off for the people involved. So what do you do? So I also had another thought. Just go yeah. down this this for a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, one, one of one of the things that uh, there's a big saying about you know history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the idea of going down that sort of that sort of path of again. I was thinking photography, but at moments of of history Ooh. and being able to sort of you know can you actually change the victor? Uh, change the story that's being that's being said yeah. in, these, in these moments by taking or changing changing the photos that are sort of being taken. Well, yeah. So here's what I pictured when you said that because I I like that general idea. A snapshot, like a, a still photo of some moment, whether it's an actual moment in history or or this is fictional stuff that we make up. You know, obviously, probably based on history, but mm-hmm. um, but just so we've got some leeway with it. But when you look at it, like, on face value, it shows in sort of an obvious story. Someone, you know, being victorious over someone else. But yep. then the game is you go in and you play the backstory to that up, leading up to the moment of that photo. And, like, the game is then giving you the nuance of what was behind that face value of that photo. And you start to see the machinations that were in place. Um, yeah, the, um, the sort of two-sidedness of it that- Exactly where um, the grey areas you don't were. Get, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of it of it being uh, parallels to real events, but but kind of faked out for the for the game. Yeah, because I don't think I mean you could, but we certainly don't have the the historical knowledge and analysis to understand. You know, you couldn't do like Tiananmen Square and let's go back and and re you know <laughs> rethink what's behind that. Um, or, or, or whatever, the end of right? World like, War II. Or the end of World yeah, War II. this was or- a great thing to- Yeah, you don't want to touch yeah. on anything that could be cringy like that. But, I mean, you could tell stories in those time periods or with those as the background, yeah. So, maybe you don't dive specifically into, like, the sailor coming home and kissing the girl when, you know, he's basically assaulting her. I mean, maybe hmm. you could do that one, but- uh- <laughs> But th- that's that's actually a fairly good example of of that sort of thing where it's like oh on face value, this picture is you know this amazing moment of the of the sailor coming home. But you di- you delve into that and it's oh uh, you know the the history of of sexism and entitlement for men being able to just you know it's, there's a lot there that you could kind of unpack and explore. And so yeah, maybe you yep. don't do that exact photo, but you do something similar, something in that time inspired period. by it. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Three, I like that idea. Would it be- Well, let's- no, yep. I was just thinking, like, what- How would you play them out? Like, is it sort of, um, you know, typical kind of walking sim, like 3D, like third-person yeah, action? I, I, oh, I kind of like the idea that you, you're sort of listening to listening to conversations that are going on. You're still taking photos. So, 
you know, you're sort of like the journalist at this thing, being a being a passive observer that can yep. maybe, as what we were talking, not just being a passive observer, but maybe having to be an active observer to get certain people into certain positions to take that that classic right, photo that, yeah. that you were shown at the start. <clears throat> oh, that's good, actually. Figuring out, yeah, you've got that end point. Yeah, and, and so you've been the, given the, the end point, so you know where you need gameplay, to get the people. Yeah, the actual gameplay is basically just solving puzzles to get those people into those positions. Um, yep. But through doing so, the narrative of that is is then sort of, yeah, showing, oh, this final photo wasn't everything it seemed. You know, it was yep. it was either orchestrated or there was just more going on that you don't see from the smiling faces in the photo. You know, I, I like that idea of of, you know, some- important group of people who invented something or whatever or who saved the day or something like that, you know, who are known to be- We could even do fictional stuff. Like, I'm thinking, like, the group photo from, uh, you know, some superheroes after they, like, solve some- or, or like, save the world from some big thing and they're and, all smiling and, really and happy being, and look like they're buddies. And, and look like they're going in going in for a handshake, but really what's happening is, you know, they're doing that- that typical ball tap sort of move. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this real bro thing and you can tell that one person is really not into it and, and that there's actually yeah. really some real toxic relationships going on. Yeah, I actually really like that. That's that's a really interesting, <laughs> interesting way interesting to do that. Interesting take on a puzzle game. Yeah, because it would basically just be either like a puzzle slash, you know, di- sort of probably dialogue-based adventure game in a lot of ways or you could even have inventory based stuff it's like you know this it's really a a point and click adventure scene almost everything where there's some dialogue and this person says well i'm not coming over there to do that because that guy's an asshole and he needs to apologize and you go talk to them and they're not going to apologize unless you know they get a coffee first or something because they you know that's their superhero um (laughs) like special power is based on caffeine i don't know right but yeah, you, you could build up some really interesting puzzles to to have that all come together. Then, with, yeah, and and you've it's just a much more interesting way to to then have that final goal in mind. Yeah, I'm seeing it sort of like the framing story would be, you know, a, an old pho- photographer going back over his his classic like award winning photos mm. and sort of remembering the scenes behind them, and gradually, you know, they they come into the into the story of what's going on in the present. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That could you could have a nice framing device in the present. And it could even be like this photographer is is realizing, oh shit, like, you know, these are my most famous photos, but they're they're really you know, I, I as a photographer I thought I was capturing truthful moments, but but actually the, you know, there's so much more going on here that, that isn't in the final product. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. really powerful actually. Cool. I love that. Three right. one click. Yeah. Issue. Driving. The driving issue. I thought I see issue, and I, I immediately go to sort of like a comic book sort of thing. Yeah, I was thinking magazine too, so something along those lines. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm seeing this as maybe a a car based superhero. Oh, like, okay, yeah, kind of like almost like maybe even a Knight Rider sort of um, inspired. Wasn't comic there? Book uh, game. Wasn't there that one kid who like turned into a car? <laughs> Are you thinking Rick and Morty? No, no. Well, there was there. A, I think maybe they took it off. I feel like Simpsons did it too. I, f- I think there was an actual an actual comic. Anyway, we don't need to we don't need to rip that off. But okay, so uh, a a superhero 
who has some sort of car based. Uh, yes, there was a there was a an anime. It looks like anime series uh, What's it called? called Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen. Yeah, I knew it was a thing. I think uh, Robot Chicken did some stuff with it too. Yep. Yeah, I knew it was a thing. 1984. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, so we don't have to necessarily go that route. Uh, no. Maybe is our superhero like a car whisperer? Um, I think. I think this is. Oh damn it! I've just done it again. <laughs> what secret prequel to Christine? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's 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 do our own IP. If we if we we're not going to be able to sell any of this stuff if we keep tying it into established uh, franchises. <laughs> <laughs> I just it came into my head that it was like um your character you know is, is dealing with this um sort of possessed car that a- as they're going and doing doing adventures and vignettes and all this sort of stuff mm. and then you know betrays the car in the last in the last one and then all right. you know he here's an interesting gameplay mechanic that I feel like could work with something like this. Mm-hmm. So I said car whisperer and that sort of got me thinking what if this hero can basically place hands on a car and they kind of get a run through of of what this car has done, you know, backwards in time. And I don't know how far they can go. That would depend on gameplay. But you don't actually see, like, you can't- The car doesn't have vision, right? But you get, you know, drove straight for this long, turned left, you know, drove straight for this long, turned right, going backwards through, tra- through time- uh, braked for this long, you know, braked hard at this point. Uh, you know, you basically <laughs> you see what the sensors in this car saw at different times, and then you have to backtrack through the actual world, through the open world, through the city to kind of follow this trail of clues back. And you know, you have to choose the right car to look at. Um, yeah. So, so now I'm I'm just I'm just picturing that you've got like this interface. Where you can sort of say, okay, forward 20, right oh, 90. Oh, come on with your tie-ins. <laughs> it's not logo. <laughs> That's exactly what came into my head the second that you're, like, backtracking through everything. I'm like, so you wanted, you just want to do logo the video game. <laughs> no, I think you see- I think Oh, you- my God. He drew a pentagram. It's It's a- Devil car. <laughs> I I think you get like a kind of timeline thing of of the different events that occurred in the past. You know, you see the past ten minutes or something, and you can you can kind of scrub back through it, but you don't actually you don't actually get a view of it in the real world until you kind of find the next clue in a way. Mm-hmm. So you you can't just like scrub backwards and follow you know the ghost of the car back where it came from. You have to look at those actual things and look at where it is. And it's like okay, here's a you know obviously once it's out of this parking maneuver, it it drove you know you, you might not even get a distance. You might get it drove at this speed for this long or something. Although I guess it would probably have a distance. But anyway, so, be, being being that you are a car whisperer, yeah. Um, why are you looking into these cars? Are you are you actually looking for like the owner of the car, or are you looking for a crime that was committed by yeah, well, by I the person you, driving I, this car, th- or you're looking for a a way to tie back to another incident that happened? I think you obviously you're going to have you could do a bunch of different types of missions. So let's say let's let's run up a scenario. You know, you you get called in because you there's a car that has crashed into. 
uh, a shop window. Driver of the car is nowhere to be found, and nobody knows what to like how to how to track this guy down. So you come down and you like ask permission for the car to put your hands on it. Because, you know, you've got a bit of an affinity to them. You don't want to offend them. <laughs> May I touch your bonnet? My, lo- my, my you know. The uh, car whisperer on you. And, and you, don't, you don't actually get to hear what he's really saying to the car. But it's like, come on, baby. Tell me yeah, the secret. Yeah, it's like sweet nothings in their um, rear, rear vision mirror. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's the closest thing to ears on a car. <laughs> Um, but no, then you, so you get like, like you get this series of just turns and, and how long they were running straight for. And, and so you, and, and in part of that, there might be like collision detected or like, you know, change lanes or whatever. You, you've got a bunch of different things. And so I, I get the feeling that. I'd like some visual things rather than just saying what's actually happening. I think I think you would have um, some visual things, but but he- I, I think it doesn't need to show what's happening around us. I think it's like a digital re- recreation that that you sort of see that you're just seeing like nameless buildings that is going going past, and you see okay, the collision happened um, about twenty meters away from this intersection and this intersection. You don't know what intersections there are, but like these are the things that um, you could detect. Like there was a it's a traffic light there. There was, yeah, um, okay. Something you can else have a bit of that. Well, because what I was thinking is basically, as you get, as you find the actual location of a key moment in this in this car's history, that's when you get like the ghost car that you can overlay on the real world, and and, and then you can scrub that back and forth. Do you know what I mean? To to sort of then build up the full trip. Of the car. So it might be, okay, I have to follow this back. And like, yeah, there's a little section of like, oh, the, when the collision happened, it took a sort of a, a low res snapshot of everything around. And you could, and so you can match that up to landmarks in the real world. Yeah. Sort of like, okay, the dash cam was turned off here. Yeah. But once you, and then once you get there, it's like, oh, here, I found like the paint from the car on, you know, this lamppost that it, that it kind of um, sideswiped. And that's when it's like, all right, you've solved sort of that, that first bit of, the trip and and now you can view that in like sort of in your real vision uh atm surveillance cameras and that sort of stuff i'm, I'm picturing that you can sort of do the typical csi thing of yeah oh, look well, there's there's traffic cams in the area okay so we know that they were here when they sideswiped let's see the timestamp of this okay let's exactly. see if we can follow them down into the next one and yeah so that's it it's not just following you know following this trail backwards it's follow the trail backwards to something of note and then use your other resources around to kind of yep. f- follow or find other leads and, and even things like, okay, well, we know the number plate of it. Uh, who was it registered to? Okay. Uh, you know, we're going to try to track them down. Oh, they were at work at this time. So we know it wasn't them, but the car was stolen. You know, you, so you're basically solving this whole crime backwards, but, the, but it always starts with you, you know, getting the history of this car and, and having to sort of use that and then fill in all the gaps of this, of this crime. I kind of like the idea of also having like a, a, a CI sort of sort of aspect that you can talk to like Willie the windscreen washer, and <laughs> you know he's he's got some of the lowdown if if you can't quite well well yeah that that's one thing find, but the other thing is find the person I think part of the challenge of this as well is 
you might not just use the history of one car for one crime, right? Yeah. You may have to, when you get to a, a key moment in this crime, it's like, oh, shit, all right, I need to figure out which other car to, to look at now. And you can you can look at every car. You can go around and touch every car, boom, 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 boom. Get their sort of recent histories, and and then you're almost building up a map. And, and some, of these, some of these scenarios might be a bit more complex, but- you might need to do that sometimes to be, oh, okay, it was this car then that probably, you know, cut the other car off. So maybe I should follow that back to where it came from because, you know, this was a road rage incident and maybe they tracked them down to their house or something, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of- Yeah, you could end up in like a there. illegal street racing ring that you're sort of trying to crack as well. And you the reason why you're trying to do it is because you're trying to save the cars from being- um, destroyed or impounded, and you know you've yeah. got this relationship with these with these cars. You know it's professional, but it's it's also <laughs> you love them so much. It's platonic, <laughs> but you just yeah you have an affinity for them. Um, well, the, I like that idea of the street racing one because that's a different a different situation there where it's like okay, touch this car, touch this car, touch this car, touch this car. Look back through the things. Oh, this car accelerated to two hundred kilometers an hour for you know. 37 seconds well that's, that's actually probably a really long time but um you know uh, at, 10 seconds or, yeah, for or 10 12 seconds, seconds. <laughs> on this date like it's okay this <laughs> this one's obviously been in you know in in street racing involved in street racing okay you know track track that back and or even just stake it out then who's going to get into the car you find out that the car's traumatized because it had nitrous <laughs> Just force through it. Just yeah, it's basically drug like roofing a car. <laughs> it doesn't know what happened. It just knows it was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, so they lose parts of their memory. It's like none of these cars, you know, went anywhere over eighty kilometers an hour. But but this one has this strange gap in its history. And it's not that it wasn't turned on because it was turned on because <laughs> I have a I have a turn on event and I have a turn off event, but I don't yeah, have any nothing in between. Turns yeah. out that it's like some um, street street racing mafia sort of thing that have that have put uh, c- created this special formula that actually wipes the the memory of the computer. Yeah, yeah. When you use it, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I feel like there's a lot of scope for for cool things. Um, with that sort of and and an interesting analytical mechanic. Um, I, 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 speaking of mechanics, I wanted to have a um, a sidekick that oh, is yeah. a mechanic. Yes, um, yep. That comes that comes along with him to to like do some of the the analysis on on like the cars engine. But the and mechanic that sort of stuff. the mechanic just treats the cars as cars, and so yeah. like every time uh, every time his mechanic friend gets in there with a wrench or something, he's just like flinching and cringing. <laughs> Yes, it's basically like watching but, someone doing open heart surgery. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's really good having having you know that dynamic of you know kind of like the Jake and the Fat Man sort of. Oh yeah, thing, like every you know, good the, cop the mismatched, show, mismatched partners that become yeah, good totally. friends. Totally, totally love it. Cool. Love it. That's cool. All right, three, two, one, click. I don't know why I said Jake and the Fat Man is the only. <laughs> the That's, only a weird pool. That's a weird pool. That's a weird pool. I've never in an eighties mood that. at the moment. I don't even remember watching the bloody show, but yeah. No, I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> I remember it being on in the eighties. Gas impossible. Gas impossible. Or impossible gas. It's uh, it's Mission Impossible, but the Tom Cruise character has 
uncontrollable flatulence. <laughs> um, okay, so do you remember the old game Impossible Mission? Oh, was that a Sierra one? No, it was a um, it was oh, a game was on the Commodore sixty four. Okay, and then like it also got ported over to like the Commodore Amiga and then the mm-hmm. MS DOS and all these different things. I think there was a port on the Wii. Kind of recently, oh, um, really? well, cool. not okay. not super recently, but well, it was in the Wii's, uh <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, in the Wii's heyday. heyday. Um, so the game was that uh, you're in this um, rather large uh, tower system mm-hmm. with all these interconnected rooms off off the off the elevators that you could go in and you could like search for basically codes to to get to the end of the game. And you had robots in the rooms and you had all these different sort of things. I kind of like the idea of, of taking that that same general idea of a general uh, of the the basic layout of lots of lots of towers, uh, robots and that sort of stuff, but just bring it forward to more today's today's sort of sort of gameplay. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so okay, gas, so I think I'm thinking compressed gas in which you're you're looking at like lasers running across the room and that sort of stuff, and you got to work out oh, how. Oh, to- so you're using it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like revealing yeah. them. Yeah, like an espionage game where I'm picturing that you're sort of like maybe going in for a heist. You've broken your way into the tower through the roof and and made it into the elevator shaft, but you realise that something isn't quite right. Yeah, I'm thinking almost a bit of a Splinter Cell esque game, but with less killing and more. Uh, like infiltrating. Yep. So you've got some of the cool moves with the, like the the wall splits, and you've got guards running around that you have to avoid, and that sort of thing. But in yep. the in the way Splinter Cell could just devolve, like um, it could just uh, devolve into you know gunplay, and and you could just kill everyone. I think in this case that's a that's actually a fail state, um, yep. and you really have to get in and out unseen. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of it being a game where you you get in and then you realise very quickly that, oh, shit, I really shouldn't be here. Um, I got told this place was going to be devoid of, of all you know, activity yeah. over this weekend, but there are guys here with machine guns. There are- mm. um, There's laser trip tripwires sort so, of things. Also, do you play- um- Maybe you play someone who's not particularly professional at this. Yeah, I'm thinking a cat burglar sort of thing. You know, almost just got in. Got in. This is his first big. Yeah. Um, first big score, and then like shit has gone down. He's he's just incidentally run into something that's that's going on in this place. That's com- that's way know, bigger than than way he bigger ever than expected. what he, Yeah, for sure. The only way out is down. Yeah, yeah, because he got in through the roof. Yeah, I, I like the idea of him then having to improvise a lot. Um, so yeah, like, that you like you come across an area and if you just run through it, you fucking die because there's laser tripwires and, and yeah. calls in the guards. But if you notice them there, it's like, oh crap, how am I going to do this? All right, I need to backtrack a bit. I'm going to grab yeah that like misting spray. <laughs> yeah. So I'm seeing this as like procedurally generated. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So effectively, what you're trying to do is get down through the floors. Yeah. Um, it, it's almost like if you remember that that sort of game, um, Kung Fu for the for the NES, where you mm-hmm. where you went through each floor, you went up the stairs at the end, and you know continued up all the way through the five floors. Well, 
the start of this is sort of like, you know that the elevators are down. Yep. It's a really weird design of the building in which there's only, like, stairs that go between X number of levels, but there's- also, you know, keycard entries that you got to try and find the keycard on the level to yeah, try and yeah, get yeah. down to the next one. Yeah, I, just- I like the idea of this as a roguelike where yep. each run is you start at the top and you find stuff along the way. And as you, you know, as you do runs, you, in, in classic roguelike fashion, you unlock different tools and abilities that you can then use in subsequent runs. Um, yeah, but, that, but that actually maybe able to skip over the first couple of levels, kind of like a a dead cells sort of sort of thing. Yeah, where, so maybe you, you get know, like you unlock a different way to get down. Maybe you get the ability to to find hack utils to like hack an elevator, um, yep. to uh, to like slide down the elevator cable and and skip the first three levels or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, or you find a crowbar that you can you can use to to pry open. Yeah, but you can only get down so far because like the elevator is is actually, you know, just down, like, one or two levels down. In the mode of, like, Spelunky or Enter the Gungeon sort of thing, like, that's basically your ability to create shortcuts to to the lower levels so you don't have to go through those easy levels. But it's often worth you doing all the levels because you're going to collect a bunch of stuff in those first levels to either get a higher score or to just have more abilities or perks or whatever you, you um, may find, you know, that compressed air can that you really need in the in the form of fly spray. Yeah, from from like a janitor's closet on the um on the first floor. And exactly. If you, if you find that, then you can you can spray it on the level where where you know you've got all the laser trip wires. And- yeah. Well, and I'm thinking you've got perks um, that you that you upgrade by going through levels. Like you get XP in some way and. Or maybe you just find them. Maybe it's when you find specific things in the level. And it's like, okay, now you're like stamina for, for yeah, doing this, doing the split, um, split jump or whatever is, is higher. So if there's a guard, you're, you've got more leeway in, in staying up there before you fall down and, and hit your head on the ground. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, um, so yeah, different hacking tools. I'm definitely or- thinking this is a, um, it's definitely 3D rather than, oh, rather yeah. than like your 2D. Uh, just yeah, because I'm, so. I'm picturing, you know, some hallways, I'm picturing some like typical 80s or 90s cubicles. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of going through, going through almost like a space quest three maze of, of cubicles to, to try and go through people's desks and actually find, um, different bits and pieces. Yeah. You know, all the while most of the time you're just going to find to avoid the patrolling, you know, yep. guards or robots or whatever, drones. Um, well, and that's another thing. Like, those are some of the perks you can get is you get the ability to, like, fire a little hacking dart at a, at a robot drone. And now you can see its part, like its patrol path. Um, and, and you get like, you can see it through, it's like marking it in, in Far Cry or something. You can see it through walls and things. And so you just, you've got a lot more ability to, to scavenge and look around for stuff, um, and not get caught by that particular yeah, I guard. Think, I think you've also got sort of like maybe some some very basic watchdogs ideas that yeah. you know you can you like can find remote things find a little remote thing that you can you can expend power to to actually hack someone's mm. phone. Yep, yep, yep. But in doing that, you, it's not easily rechargeable. So it's like a, a typical phone that yeah um, has a hundred percent battery power when it starts, but you. You Ooh, have I to like have that. the the risk versus reward of if you if you use this you're going to expend one of your 
maybe 10, yeah. 15% of your battery of power your battery. just doing this. Yeah, I like that because then you can find like that's, that's almost a, a secondary thing to your health and you can find recharge points. Um, yeah, like you can find a, but a they fast might be key risky. point. Yeah. You know, the QI chargers or whatever it is, the yeah. key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ch- chuck, your, chuck your phone down on that and hide underneath the desk while, some- while someone's coming in to exactly. check it out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I like that because that actually gives a lot more scope for unlockables too then as you play through- um, as you play through the each run, it may be that you like unlock a new app on your phone, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or you pay, or you whatever, or you or you unlock cr- uh, credits that you can then buy. You know, choose choose different upgrades or apps to download to your phone, or different things, right? Um, but yeah, they yep. give you things like distractions or tracking or whatever else. A hacking Map- app that you can you can things. get through. Get through like firewalls a little bit quicker, and that sort of stuff, but at the expense yeah. of power. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so uh, again, like, yeah, I really like this as as a quite you know one of these modern roguelikes. You, you can use a lot of the mechanics for that with with then having synergies between things. Yep. So you know, you, I, I like the idea that as you upgrade these things, it's not actually. You're not actually getting new apps for your phone that you're going to get at the beginning. It's this is something you might find somewhere along the way. There are basically pickups and that might be, oh, you found someone else's phone. And so you transfer the app from their phone or something. Or or maybe yep. you can do things like if there are guards around, if you you can choose, again, the risk versus reward to get close enough to them to like Bluetooth hack their phone and and pull pull data off it. And that's that could give you a new ability. Uh, um, if, if you, if you do like kamikaze runs in which you're trying to like run down and, and get out as quickly as possible, you can actually do that, that whole thing of, you know, set off a fire extinguisher up on, up on the top yeah. floor, wait till, wait till, you know, guards actually come up and then you sort of sneak down um, totally. through the fire escape behind them, get down as far as you can. And you're basically, they now know that there's someone in the building, but you're, you're also doing the risk versus reward that you're trying to trying to get them to realise that you know you're still up on that level. Well, but yeah, not yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. So further. distracting them in that way, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, being able to remotely set off those things too, right? Yeah. Like maybe you've got a just some sort of remote. What's the word? Anyway, something that remotely activates things, and and yep. so there are a number of things in the level that you can use that on. Whether it's uh, yeah, like a fire alarm, a fire extinguisher, or a uh, a computer or a fan or whatever, like it just, but you have to, you have to get close to it first. You attach, you know, you attach your little thing to it. And then whenever you want, you can fire that off and it's going to draw the guards in and let you yep. get through. Yeah. I really like that. I, I, again, just being able to, being able to basically throw in as many unlockable like perks and apps and, and abilities as you can, you know, you unlock them on, on each run and then it's just, which ones do you find on that run? To be able to get through, mm. um, and yeah, like I like some of that Watchdog stuff because yeah, you might want to do that Kamikaze run where you, you don't even care about you, you, like if you alert guards or whatever, and they're chasing after you and you're bolting down, but you've got the app to like close the you know lock down the floor or something. So as long as you get to that elevator room, you can hit that app and you've got 15 seconds or whatever to hack into the elevator and get down <laughs> there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's what I want to build. That's fun. I like yeah. that. I, that. I like roguelikes. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. Sweet. Cool. Three, two, one, Yeah. Shit. 
trail. A trail of shirts. It's Hansel and Gretel, except instead of crumbs. <laughs> uh, their, their father, they went into the forest. Their father was a tailor. <laughs> yeah, their father was a tailor. Hansel went into the forest wearing a hundred shirts, Joey from Friends style. And every at every intersection, he takes one off and leaves it on the ground. Puts the neck in the in the direction that he came from. Yep, exactly. Uh, but then on the way back, finds that there's a, a fashion conscious squirrel that's fucked everything up. Okay. All right. So shirt. And what was yours again? Trail. Shirt trail. Yeah. Okay, I'm liking the idea that it's it's set in a forest. Okay. Sort of thing. I'm just trying to see what the best way of, of bringing I was thinking uh, it's set in, like, a photography studio and it's the male model lifting his shirt so you see his snail trail. Uh. <sighs> hey, it's t- fucking- that's hot, man. <laughs> There's an audience for games like that. Shirt trail. Maybe it's, maybe it's not trail as in, like, following a trail. Maybe it's trail as in, like, something- trailing off behind i guess that's more of a tail than a trail yeah. but okay so now i'm in sort of like an investigation mode in that mm-hmm. there's there's been a a a killer on the loose who kills by strangling his victims with their own shirt okay um and obviously he's left a he's left a trail of victims behind him well okay wait does he does he strangle them with their own shirt or does he strangle them with an ironic shirt that has something to do with why he's killed this person? So it's like a graphic tee that has some connection to the case. A graphic tee that has on one of the guys, I hate Mondays. And Exactly. Yeah. And so you have to trace it back and it's like, it turns out that this guy had taken his lasagna from the office fridge- <laughs> and eating it and it's a Garfield connection you, you track it down <laughs> yep okay um I I could go either way I do like I do like the idea of this killer who's so charismatic that he's gotten the the victim to take off their own shirt but then he's managed to get behind him and like strangle them with it <laughs> yeah but then I guess it's just how you investigate like what the gameplay past that like that's an interesting hook for the killer how do you how do you make the gameplay different than just a standard kind of track them down cop yeah. story whereas the yeah. ironic shirts that gives a, an extra gameplay mechanic in that you're i mean it, it doesn't it doesn't it's just more of a the investigation then kind of takes a little whimsical turn <laughs> What's this ironic shirt um, mean? Because Shouldn't you actually be focusing on the actual evidence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> they they have to call in like someone who worked at Hot Topic or something, uh, who just knows you know the memes and knows all the 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 subcultures and and you know I think I mean I think Hot Topic was more ripping off all those subcultures, but uh, <laughs> although having said that, moving in a meme direction. <laughs> Could be interesting. <laughs> they like leave a T-shirt that's got a meme, a recent internet meme on it, and like the a you have to look it up, and the age of the meme has to do, you know, will we'll have something to do with how recent the crime was. And I, I know that you said, um, you know, recent memes, but what came to my head straight away was Scumbag Steve, and I'm like, 
he hasn't been a meme for for like five years. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I mean, I, uh, that's probably longer, but that will tell you something about like maybe the the age of the meme has something to do with when this. Let's be honest, probably some weird fucking incel uh, killed this person based on some slight that they, you know, some slight that happened online. Uh, on Reddit. And it's, or- it, you have to- tr- Yeah, on Reddit, exactly. So, you have to troll through Reddit threads, <laughs> finding when this happened, and you know a general time frame based on the age of the meme when it was I'm popular. I'm picturing now this noir-style game of, I had to troll through the dark alleys of the internet, and it's like, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to set foot in the Donald. It was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. But it was nothing compared to what I had to see next. 8chan. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I yeah. think three, two, one, click. Intake. Touching. Touching intake. Um, Trevor, I'd prefer you touch my outflow, not my intake. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you don't want me putting, putting my fingers in your mouth again. <laughs> uh, yeah. It wasn't very pleasant. Just stick them up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I still think we could do something about this. We'll just not do Yeah, the- yeah, 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 yeah. So, I know where to come in. <laughs> Good. Uh, touching intake. So, intake kind of makes me think of, like, a university or something. Like, you've got the intake of students or a, or a, um, a business where you've got, the, like, an intake of new employees or something or interns. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea of it being a, a day in the life of- Someone who's actually ju- just joined to whatever this this yeah. is, yeah. Whatever this is, maybe it's a maybe it's like a lab. Maybe you are one of a batch of new interns who have just been brought into this like private corporate lab research mm-hmm. facility, and yeah, the game is kind of you finding out about this place and and having to do different tasks and eventually uncovering. The, the, you know, inevitably shady shit that's going on here with, like, human experimentation or something. Yeah. So, I definitely like the idea of it being a, a day in the life. So, this is over the course of, like, your first day there. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the grey area of you get to the end and you sort of you sort of get the decision whether you're okay with it or not to, to sort of decide- which way you actually sort of go. Like, you can obviously have some yep. sort of ultimatum from, from the CEO or, or the the guy that you're working for, depending on sort of, like, the branching routes that you go through. Yeah. But I kind of like that that grey area of, of just being able to um, make your own decision as to as to which way you think that the- um, the character would actually go mm. based on what they've what they've seen. Here's here's where here's what I'm thinking. You've got the day in the life of, and it it's sort of a, a, a third person. You know, you get your tasks at the beginning. You've got to go here and and put some test tubes in the oscillator, and you know, make sure they don't overflow. And then you've got to go over here and fill out a report, and then you've got to go here and you know, talk to this thing and and. Past this report, whatever you know, you've got a bunch of tasks to do. Okay. And then how about not day in the life? And then it's of- the end of the day. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I, well, it's not one day yeah. in the life of. But what Week I'm thinking the is, of, or- then at the end of the day, you've got um, you, you're back at your apartment or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And 
it's it's more of a then it's more of like a first person thing, maybe even just like static scenes, um, and you get just sort of a little narrative debrief in a way of what you're thinking. Maybe you get a phone call from someone and you've got some dialogue trees and that sort of thing. And yeah, this is where you can make choices that that basically are going to affect the rest of the game. And yeah, as things get darker and go along, it may be that you're like, oh, fuck, i got to get out of here. And depending on how deep you are, you know, maybe the ending is there's a knock at the door and you fucking get yeah. assassinated or something because it's like, no, we can't let you leave. Okay, I- I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> getting a Willy Wonka slash Slugworth vibe that, Ooh, um, okay. you know, mm-hmm. the company- are actually trying to trying to find out who's going to be loyal to the company, who's who's going to try and take the money, sort of thing, and and you know do yeah. corporate espionage sort of sort of ideas. So this is sort of like a week, two week long um, internship, say over the summer yeah. holidays, and you know at the end of each day you're you're sort of writing extra stuff into your into your school report that you've got to submit as part of this internship. Well, yeah. I'm I'm thinking. I mean, it could be school. That's fine. I, I, I like the idea that I, I feel like you've got both. I feel like you know the the day to day stuff is fairly. It's sort of just these mini games and walking around this real fairly limited area, maybe having the odd conversation. The real stuff happens when you get home, and on that first night, two people contact you. One of them is going to be someone working for the company trying to test you. One of them is legitimately going to be someone who is trying to get dirt on the company, but you don't know who's who. And so, some of the choices you have to make is like, which one of these people do you trust? And one of them is an AI, and you've got to try and figure out the Turing test. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing- you, Are you referencing you, you something? You know that what the Turing test the Turing is, test. don't you? Yeah, I know what the Turing yeah, test well, is. I'm, I'm just sort not- of, I'm just sort of seeing oh, okay. whether whether you can go down that sort of path as well. That. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were referencing like the game, the Turing test that I haven't no. played. I thought it was going to be like that. I'd come up with some parallel no, no, no. Um, gameplay no. mechanic or something. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if that relates to the sort of the dodgy shit they're doing at this corporation, yeah, maybe it does. It's it's like literally the AI that they are building has has chosen you to to you try to help it escape yep. or something. Um, <laughs> what I'm picturing that happens on one of the days is you go into the lab and your direct supervisor sort of says, "Oh, can you just do this um, on the computer while I go deliver this report." He leaves the yep. room and didn't lock the computer. So, you know you know yep. for a fact that you've got, like, two, three minutes to actually look through the computer or, yep. or just leave it. Yep. And um, I kind of like the idea that you that you sort of see, like, a, a split screen sort of thing where you see the person going off. Yeah, it's like your view out the window on one screen or something yep. and- your view of the computer on the other, and so yeah, you've got you've got some warning that they're coming, but if you don't like close things quickly enough and log out, log out and like unplug your USB key or something because yep. you're stealing data, <laughs> and and just having these sort of things that um, there's only going to be a couple of opportunities to actually get access to the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think basically every day during the day you've got maybe one or two kind of branching options or opportunities to kind of gain some intel or not. Uh, and then in the evenings, and I'm kind of picturing the evenings being almost a bit of a like life management sort of stuff. I don't, did you play, um, don't feed the monkeys? No, no, I didn't. So in that, it was like you're watching all these screens and stuff, but you also had to do things like order food <laughs> and, you know, make sure it was just like sort of some basic stuff there. But I like the idea of kind of just bringing in some of those mundane elements 
where it's just like, okay, you've got five hours in the evening from from seven till midnight. Uh, what are you going to spend yep. that on? You can do some research on the internet and and get some more intel. You know, link up some of the things you found during the day to some things you find online, or you can call one of the other interns and sort of debrief with them, or you know, you can chat online and you've got this yeah this weird person who turns out to be an AI, or you can. You know, and and in there somewhere you have to order food because otherwise that's going to affect your performance the next yep. day or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, just some minor decisions to be made with how you spend your time, but it it really just uh, kind of drives then. Uh, well, I mean, it just adds to the atmosphere of who you are and what yep. you're doing, and and sort of adds to your character. Yeah. What I really like about this is that you, if you do it well enough, the day to day tasks can stay mostly the same. But I love that they get more and more ominous as you find out what they actually are. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, okay, when you start, you're like, uh, you know, running blood samples through the uh, what's the fucking spinny thing, the centrifuge. Yeah. Um, but by like day thirteen, you know that like this is them testing for some specific thing, and they're going to kill the rest of the people or something, you know, something fucking insane. And so, doing this thing that you just didn't even question on the first day is now actually kind of a moral decision. Like, am I going to be complicit in this? Yes. Um, I kind of like the idea of you've got a screen in front of you, and it says a question, and then there's an um, an answer that someone's given, and if they give the wrong answer, you got to press the button. And yeah. what that yeah. is actually doing is, the, good old, is the, uh, the punishment shock. Yeah, yeah. What was that? The uh, Ingram is that the Ingram experiment I don't or something? What that? Yeah, but but it's it's a, that sort of thing. You know, do you actually continue to do this now that you know that this person is getting Milgram? The Mil the it's the Milgram yeah. experiment. I was close, but I, I can just imagine this sort of yeah, company like doing that. that that experiment, and you know they're sort of testing you yeah. at the same time, seeing what you what you're capable of. I'm sort of picturing that it turns yeah, exactly. out that everything was actually a test. You know, them them leaving the computer open and all this sort of stuff was actually part of the test. They were- Oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, and you can have multiple endings. It's the sort of- It's that sort of narrative game where, yeah, it's like over 14 days or something. And, you know, if, if, you, if you are finding things out, then, you know, there's an ending where you can kind of expose them. There's an ending where it was all a test- and you got the job, or you didn't get the job. There's an ending uh, where you've there's where an you've ending been ignorant to the you entire just thing. Follow every order. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you've just been ignorant, or or at least you know willing willing to cooperate in everything that they said. Yeah, exactly. You just follow every order, and then and then the end is just like you're a fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't question any order from your superior, and you are complicit <laughs> in the deaths of thousands of people. Uh, <laughs> But but what I really like is there's going to be that balance between, okay, if I don't do this, then I could get kicked out of the program because, like, I'm being disobedient. Yeah. So, like, how many of these things do you do to sort of keep your work reputation up and still be able to bring things down from the inside versus not wanting to be complicit? Yeah, I, I really like that. That's, yeah. that's I, I do, cool like, I do like the gray areas of, you know, you, you, you sort of choose your own adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. That's that's the second game tonight that I'm like, fuck. I feel like I could make that. I wanna, I wanna start building it. That's mm. cool. Sweet. All right. Well, I think. Yes, I think that's I think the end. Is. I think we've we've basically hit our hour. Oh. 
Uh, time flies. Time flies when you're making games. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> if you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our socials are up there, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the bits. Uh, check out our creator profile, see the other guests' uh, appearances we've made. We're recently on Comedy Rewind with uh, John O'Peck talking about Clerks. That's a fun one. Go check that out. And that's a good segue into the fact that we're on the 8-Bit Network, as is Comedy Rewind, the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasters who, you know, help each other out. We're mostly about games, but a few other things. There's a wrestling one, NBA, different stuff. Comedy Rewind, There's a D&D as I said, podcast. Is, is 90s. There's a D&D podcast. Check those out at 8bit.net and uh, shoot, them some, shoot them some dollars at the Patreon because PAX is coming up and we want them to hit their goal to, to throw a huge party. Even though Jono said it's, it couldn't be done, let's let's show everyone that it can be done. Let's prove Jono wrong. Because that's a good way to prove prove that we're part of this team. We'd also like you to check out the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Search for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or the AGP Network on Twitter. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's it. Yeah. So, thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I want all your secrets. Car, give me your car secrets. Tell me where you've been. Did someone hurt you? (laughs) Did someone slam on your brakes too hard? Has someone not been using unleaded petrol? Premium unleaded. Has your owner not been using premium unleaded? And I will eat. Oh, whisperer. I will eat the wheeze green washer. <laughs> <laughs>